Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Life, love, and liberty. It's Monica Matthews. Follow Monica on Twitter at Monica on Air Talk on Facebook at Monty Matthews. Well, there's nothing like coming face to face with your enemies and otherwise known as fake accusers. This happened today at the National Prayer Breakfast. But this morning we come together as one nation blessed to live in freedom and grateful to worship in peace. As everybody knows, my family, our great country, and your president have been put through a terrible ordeal by some very dishonest and corrupt people. They have done everything possible to destroy us and by so doing very badly hurt our nation. Stop right there. So how did they very hurt how did they hurt very badly our nation? So you have to picture this. The president speaking at the podium, Nancy Pelosi's about five people down from him. Uh, kind of interesting to watch, you know, um, different news outlets. Uh, trying to capture the president because I'm sure they had no idea he was about to go after his enemies, you know, on live television like that. And they're trying to pan out so that you can see Nancy's response to this facially and you can't. Um, well, not at least from this particular shot. But all I can think about is, you know, is coming through this fiery trial and like coming out and not smelling like smoke. And people often say, well, this is causing us division. Well, it's doing a lot worse than causing us division as a nation. And we all know from Scripture that a house divided against itself cannot stand. The thing that lying does, and I've covered this a number of times, I just talked about the root of malignancy just the other day with the announcement of my colleague Rush Limbaugh in his late stages of, uh, of lung cancer, okay? And so we talked about what it is to malign something. It is to lie about it, right? I went over the entire cellular structure of lies and what it does to your body and what malignancies do to your body. Okay, so back that up to another scripture that says, that the words of a talebearer go down into the innermost parts of the belly and cause wounds. Think about what that does. And these are and these are sometimes these wounds are are you you can't recover from them. They create a malignancy in the bowels of the nation. So from a from a scriptural perspective, he is spot on that it has wounded our country. But we tend to see it as only political. And that's kind of where I like my show to come in to this perspective of this 50,000 foot view of life, love and liberty. Without love, there's no life and without no love and without no life, there's no liberty. Right. How's that for grammar? So I want to keep your eye and my eye on the ball 50,000 feet above all of this mess down here from a spiritual perspective, because that's what we see unfolding in the earth. I covered that yesterday with Ephesians 6 and 12. For those of you who aren't Christians, fair enough. You can still see this 
uh, manifesting in the way we get along, the way we speak to each other, the contention, the 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 vicious nature, the death culture. You can see our crime rates, the lawlessness taking place in the earth that just makes our hearts wax cold. Right. But I thought it was precious and priceless that he has an opportunity and he didn't seize that opportunity at the State of the Union to address anything about his enemies in the impeachment. He focused solely on how connected we are as a nation and how much we have uh, to come together to coalesce around to celebrate. That's what the State of the Union was about, contrary to what Chuck Schumer uh, said about that State of the Union, which to me was just, it was, uh, what do you call it, unmitigated? Um, he didn't even use the term divisive, but it, but his term just didn't... Uh, it, it didn't resonate with me at all. Clearly, the entire left side of the aisle is is trapped in this in this vicious. You know, when Jesus hung on the cross and he said, "Forgive them, for they know not what they do," and the president just said, "Yeah, well, they do know what they're doing." I have to I have to remind myself that many times, whenever people are caught in a snare, they don't even know they're there. They don't know they're in a snare. In a snare, because you tell a lie so many times, you start to believe it, right? And it be and a lie becomes your truth. And for and it's really we have to really watch ourselves on the right to not become sanctimonious ourselves, to not think that we are incapable of falling into our own traps because we are. So but this really is a fight for good against evil. All right. What else did he say? They know what they are doing is wrong, but they put themselves far ahead of our great country. Weeks ago and again yesterday, courageous Republican politicians and leaders had the wisdom, fortitude, and strength to do what everyone knows was right. I don't like people who use their faith as justification for doing what they know is wrong. Nor do I like people who say, I pray for you when they know that that's not so. Right. All right, stop. How many of you can relate to that? How many people in your life have you uh, come across who will say that? And it's just kind of a catch-all for some of us as Christians, right? And I think some sects, S-E-C-T-S, of Christianity kind of— kind of allow for that more than others, right? Well, it's just, you know, throw in a couple of, uh, you know, Hail Marys and, you know, go kiss the priest's ring and add a couple of bucks to the coffer. You know, we're, we're forever trying to justify our own just deviance, right? And we're all deviant as humans. The whole reason for having a faith in a Savior is because we needed to be saved from something. And it's not just death, it's ourselves, Right. So all of us are capable of, of falling into these traps, like I just said. But how many of you know people who are just that sanctimonious? They hide behind these catch all phrases of I'm going to pray for you. And I'm thinking I learned this a long time ago. Not everyone's praying to the same God. You can take I just tweeted that this morning. By the way, Mitt Romney, whoever you're praying to is not the same person I'm praying to. I'm convinced of that. There are many gods. Keep that in mind. Lowercase g. Many gods that we erect. This is nothing new. 
we were created to worship something. And if we're not going to create the living God, we're going to create something to worship, whether it's ourselves, our own unbelief, our own failures, the failures of others, power, greed, money, lust, sex, shopping, you name it. We're just we're good at it. Right. Bail. Uh, you know, they all have different. They come in different forms. But all of our little idols that we line up, they're all little G gods. And a lot of times people are worshiping the God of untruth which would be Satan himself. There's a Luciferian spirit in the earth. I know I'm talking a lot of Christian today because this this was a prayer breakfast and I am a Christian. So from a Christian perspective, I just kind of dig through this stuff like I'm going through, you know, in a trunk and just, you know, just chewing up, chewing up the meat and spinning out the bones and going through and finding pearls. And there's so many pearls in this conversation that aren't just partisan. It's not enough for us to stop and be excited and get out our pom-poms because the cheer, because the president, you know, socked it to his enemies today while he had the platform of, of the national uh, uh, prayer breakfast. I keep referring to it as the National Day of Prayer because it's May the 7th and they you would think they would go together. Uh, but that's not what today was about. So, it's, you know, when dealing with your enemies, it's important to remember that you can either pray as David, which I kind of jokingly say I do a lot for my enemies, and David prayed that they would actually just fall into the earth, and I'm kind of down with that. But as a Christian, Jesus is like, pray for your enemies and do good to them and bless those that curse you because it's like heaping coals on their head. At some point, I think, what what is it? Who was it that went, who went to Washington? Was it Mr. Smith Goes to Washington? Who was it? Great movie. Watch that. Like, Put it, load it up tonight, right? Because what you see is, man, I'm sitting on the couch, first time I ever watched that. I'm like, oh my God, how does he have this level of patience with these people? And he literally, basically, mercifully loves them to death to the point where at the end, all of those coals is what changed the outcome of what he was trying to accomplish politically. He didn't, he, he rejected the temptation to go down the path of accusing his accusers. I will say this, and I've said this for the president for for the past couple of months. Isaiah 54 is where it's at. If you don't know what that is, go look it up. It is powerful, and it's very much so my life scripture, and it's for sure the president's scripture, that no weapon formed against him shall prosper, and he, he, he will rise up and condemn all of the voices that accuse him. That's exactly what he's doing. So you can see this unfold, but you have to have spiritual eyes to see this with, and and understand what's what's really at stake so that you can then appropriately, you know, walk forward in your politics. All right, what else did he have to say? When they impeach you for nothing, uh, then you're supposed to like them. It's not easy, folks. No, it's not. I do my best. <laughs> but I'll tell you what we are doing. We're restoring hope and spreading faith. We're helping citizens of every background take part in the great rebuilding of our nation. We're declaring that America will always shine as a land of liberty and light unto all nations of the world. We want every nation to look up to us like they are right now. We were not a respected nation. Just a few years ago, we had lost our way. I'll stop right there. So why is that important? Why is it important for other nations to look up to us? For some of you, just kind of like clenched your butts right there whenever he said that, right? That just doesn't, for, for some people, and I know not all, it's not, my audience is not only conservative, predominantly conservative, but some who are not will hear something like that and immediately hear American exceptionalism, exceptionalism as if that is like the ultimate, you know, sin of all sins. It's unforgivable. And why do you believe that? Because that spirit 
spirit has been pretty much pervasive within the country throughout the years. It's just been on the DL because we've had so much to be, quote, proud of. I've always been a little leery of American, quote, pride as as I became, you know, more rooted in my faith. I, I personally feel like our mantra should be American gratitude. And America excellence, American excellence, I think, is is the better place to go with that than pride, because pride becomes, you know, comes before what? A fall. So and we can see that happening with our nation now, which is also why half the churches or three quarters of the churches, you know, reciting this mantra like it's just going to like it's the magic Kool-Aid pill that, you know, if my people are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray and, you know, and turn from their wicked ways, I will restore their nation. And some of you are still praying that. And I'm like, but he's like he's he's doing that. He did that, I believe, the beginning of that with this election. I mean, can you imagine the outcome of where we'd be right now if Hillary Clinton was your president? We barely survived eight years of Obama. I mean, barely. And we're and we're still recovering from that. And we're still going to have to recover generations of land of of spiritual and occupational political territory in this country because of that decision, because of our national guilt around slavery. It was time for the black eye. Let's be real. I mean, that's why I voted for him the first time. I'm not going to lie. I was apolitical and McCain was crazy. So and I definitely wasn't voting for Sarah Palin. So I that was it. That was all I knew. Wow. Look how far we've come. And he's a black dude. Awesome. So I overlooked all of the other signs that said, hmm, mm, there's something behind these curtains that you're not paying attention to. Right. So, yes, we're in a season of recovery. He's right. And he just said something very important. We are to be looked at as a city on a hill because God birthed us in the heart and the spirit of liberty. Most of us forget that we are the land of the free, the home of the brave. And the only way we can be home of the brave is because we're free. And it takes brave and courageous people to float over here on flotillas and leave the monarchy to say, we're tired of this crap and leave the church and leave all that mess that the church that was just completely hunkered down with indulgences. You know, we're going to buy our way up to the throne. And that's what we're still doing. I'm going to pray for you. I'm going to and that just kind of catch all phrase is going to cover everything. All of the craziness, all the division, all of the dissension, all of the wickedness, all of the abortions, all of the evil, all of the, you know, unnatural affections we have for all things unnatural, right? But that, but we're going to cover it because we're going to pray about it, right? Because apparently the Mother Mary's taken the place of Jesus. I don't know. And that's not a knock on you Catholics. I'm just saying you got to put first things first and, and put people and things in their proper perspective. And let me tell you something. The Virgin Mary's not sitting on the mercy seat. Jesus Christ is. And Donald Trump's not sitting on the mercy seat either, by the way. But he happens to, to me, he's the full expression of what he just said, that we are hoping again and our faith is being made whole again. Right. Well, what do we put our hope in? Certainly not prosperity. But when did God say it was his will for us to be broke, busted, and disgusted? For us to be oppressed by other nations? For us not to have due process? What is the number one thing God hates? Injustice. What is the one thing this country has that no other country on earth has to the extent that we do? Due process. What is the number one thing that's been, that's been completely under attack and violated and raped and molested and pillaged since he got into office? Due process. So God is the God of what? Hope. And that's who we put our faith in. Not Donald Trump, not Nancy Pelosi, not the Republican Party, not the Democrats for sure, not the Libertarian Party that's somehow going to rise up out of the earth and coalesce, which will never happen. So you guys need to let that dream go. 
That's why their mantra is don't tread on me. (laughs) They're not interested in playing in the same sandbox. Sorry. So what we're going to see is a new party emerge. I humbly submit to you. All right. What else did he have to say? Our country is respected again by everybody. This morning, let us ask Father in heaven to guide our steps, protect our children, and bless our families. And with all of our heart, let us forever embrace the eternal truth that every child is made equal by the hand of Almighty God. Stop. Thank you. Did he, did he say Father? God. This morning, let us ask Father in heaven to guide our steps. Protect our children Stop. and bless our families. Stop right there. For all of you who have a grievance with Donald J. Trump, I want you to listen to what he just said. He didn't say God. He didn't leave it at God. He took it to another level. He took it to Father. And can I tell you something? I don't care who wrote that speech for him. If your spirit does not bear witness that God is your Father, you're not going to refer to him as Father. And I can't recall a president, and I will go and actually search for that today. But in my lifetime, I cannot recall a president who has referred to the creator as father. And why is that so important? Because we live in a fatherless society. If you want to know why your women are crazy and rabid and walking through the streets naked with pink pea hats on their heads, know this. It is because they have not, they don't believe they have been covered by fathers and what whose assignment is that it is the enemy of all order of all natural affections of all sobriety of all hope of all peace all equality eternal hope joy and love better known as satan himself And how does he do that? Through entertainment, dumbing down of our dads. Everybody's an idiot. He's a doofus. He doesn't know any better. He's stupid. He's weak. I mean, you see the rise of the female right now, right? You know what that is. It's female worship. And and, and we just blindly allow our little girls to, you know, dance with Beyonce down the path. (laughs) Or skip with, you know, Ariana and gyrate their way through Super Bowls. I mean, that, you know, come on. We just saw it. It's right here in our faces. But you have a president who refers to God as father and the sanctimonious holy rollers can't receive that because they have a spirit of religion and they'll never receive it. So they're still stuck on stupid with the with the he's not a Republican. Well, no joke. Thank God he's not a Republican. Can we move past that already? Oh, my gosh. I'm so grateful he's not a Republican. I'm grateful that he's Donald Trump. He is a sinner saved by the grace of God, like the rest of us, who is in process like the rest of us. We forget the process. We think, you said you believe in Jesus. So why do you still do this? And why do you still do that? Well, why do you still what, why do you still do what you do? What? I mean, I'm sorry. Did you come out? Did you plop out of the womb and you could run a marathon? I mean, don't, from, from glory to glory, right? But we don't like to celebrate people's glorious moments and that is the number one thing the left has robbed this country of over the past three years is our ability to celebrate and not celebrate donald trump but to celebrate god who brought us through 
And, and we keep looking to the man. We keep looking to the person, to the arm of man, to to rest in and to say, oh, it's going to be four more years. If we get four more years, that that too is by the grace of God. By the grace of God, equality of all the eternal truth, the eternal truth, he says, not his truth, not even the Constitution's truth, which, by the way, was rooted in eternity. The, the forefathers knew, the founding fathers knew that they were unalienable for a reason. Oh, and how did they know that? Because it was revealed to them by the spirit of life and liberty and justice for all. And so, you know, I want to leave you today with, man, go to my Twitter account and read some things. It'll blow your mind. I ask people, what is the most egregious thing that has ever happened to you that you had to forgive? And how did you do it? Some of those responses will blow your mind. It's at Monica on Air Talk. It is, um, I mean, it's everything from, you know, silly stuff like, well, you know, Obama being elected uh, to, you know, my mother raped me. My father ran out on us with someone else and I had to raise my family. I mean, these are these are real life issues. Then there are people who are like, I'll never forgive. I don't have to. Okay. You know. And I appreciate the fact that no one has pulled a Jesus juke. For those of you who don't know what that is, you know, as soon as you see that somebody's not where you are on your level of holiness, you know, you immediately dart out with the Bible to beat the hell out of somebody with it as if that's actually going to convince them to, you know, receive God's mercy for themselves so they can extend it to others. No, stop it. That's not what we're supposed to do. But we do it. We do it well. I appreciate, I appreciate the fact that that scripture has, I, I want to encourage you to get in your Bibles and start following. You have like four more years ahead of you to do this. My God, if this presidency has taught you nothing else, it should be that it, he should be like the beacon of man when all of hell comes out against you. If God's hand is on you, no matter how, no matter how lowly you are in your process of being sanctified through the blood of Christ, because you've already been sanctified in the spirit, but walking that out here in the flesh is a whole other ball of wax. And you can't do that without the Lord. But the fact that Donald Trump is surrounded by godly people and some ungodly people, but he has he has made it his mouth's profession from his heart that Jesus Christ is his savior. God, some of you hate that. Like, you just, ah, you just seethe with bitterness just knowing that he's actually professed it. You know why you know that? Because your little spirit of religion knows that the word says that if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is the only begotten Son of God, that you will actually be saved. And there are a lot of you that are just super pissed off that God really is that forgiving. And he does have that much of an expansive, merciful heart in mind and kind of a sense of humor that he would use, you know, some people over others to perfect his vision and his plan in the earth. So I want to encourage you, get in your Bible, start following the things that this president goes through and then relate it to your life and let it serve as hope that when you're going through the furnace, you're not going to be alone. When you're being, you feel like you're drowning, you're not going to, when the waters are pouring over you, you're not going to drown. Let this 
let God's faithfulness over this president, all these false accusations that have yielded nothing at all, let them serve your life. All right. Until next time, you can follow me on Twitter at Monica on your talk, Monty Matthews on Facebook, iTunes, Stitcher. Um, where else? I love hearing from you guys. Monica at MonicaMatthews.com. Remember to sign up for Deplora Palooza. We'll all be out there March 5th through the 7th or 6th through the 7th. Uh, look forward to meeting all of you with Cat Turd and others. Oh my gosh, that'll be a mess. Uh, the comedian Lawrence will be there too. Lawrence, Lawrence Williams. So it's sure to be a good time. Remember, be good to yourself and your neighbors. I said that backwards. Begin, <laughs> remember to be good to your neighbor, beginning in your own mirror. It's where it all starts. Remember, and remember if you're an American, act like one. <laughs>